Welcome to Copyright Clearance and his podcast series. I'm Christopher Keneally for Beyond the Book. It's Friday, December 8th, 2017. Our weekly guest on the show is Andrew Albanese, Publishers Weekly senior writer, who joins me today from his office in Manhattan. Welcome back, Andrew. Hey there, Chris. So we are continuing to count down the last issues of PW for 2017, and this Monday's issue carries title announcements for next spring. What can readers look forward to? Yeah, so another big issue of the magazine, one of our biannual announcement issues, this one for spring 2018. Now, I'll remind listeners that, yes, we still have four seasons in our lovely world, at least here in the Northeast, still even with climate change. But in the publishing world, we are, for the most part, down to two, which is spring and fall. As such, the spring announcements cover uh, titles that are going to be coming out from February through July of next year, 2018. And in our announcements, PW editors run down a selection across 20 categories, about 50 to 60 titles in each category, as well as a highlighted top 10. Now, these books won't be out in time to stuff in a stocking this holiday season, but nevertheless, it's a good chance to get your list going and start budgeting your time for what looks like a really strong 2018 season. All right. So of the 20 categories that are covered, Andrew, let's focus on politics and current events, an area where we should expect many intriguing titles. That's right. And that's the one area, of course, that I actually handle here for the announcement issues. And there are, of course, no shortage of great politics books, as you would expect, coming in 2018. Uh, with one just quick caveat here, and that's that the list can change. Because in the digital age, the ability to crash books out to capture current events has really improved quite a bit. Uh, and so as events in Washington unfold, which they seem to be doing every day, you could see books that weren't announced for this spring come out suddenly in the spring season. And I can assure you that once they do, you will see them in the pages of PW at some point. Uh, and of course, also some things uh, kind of fall through the cracks of our announcement issues. And I'll give you one example. Uh, and that's a book by media reporter Michael Wolf, who apparently has had unfettered access in the Trump White House wandering around the West Wing since the inauguration last year. And he now has a book that's supposed to be coming out in January. Now, this book was not announced in time to make the fall 2017 announcements, and it's being crashed out for January. January, so it doesn't fit within the fall to July spring season. Um, so I just wanted to give you a heads up that there's that one great political book coming out there. Uh, it won't be in our listings, uh, but expect you know a few more books like that uh, as the season unfolds. All right, so we will stay on the lookout for crashes, and thanks for the heads up. Of your favorite titles in the politics category, what themes do you see emerging? I think it's fair to say that the listings represent a lot of what we're seeing in the news. With the first anniversary of Donald Trump's inauguration coming up, this spring's politics books focus on our destructive political climate, income inequality, some systemic issues that are emerging within our democracy, and of course, Russia, and even impeachment. Uh, the great Cass Sunstein has a book coming out on the impeachment process. So I won't go ahead and list all of my top 10 here, just most of them. There are a few selections, I think, that really jump out at me that I'm looking forward to in July. Yes, July. This is a big spring season. Uh, Michiko Kakatani has a book coming out from Crown called The Death of Truth, in which the former New York Times book critic offers a really provocative diagnosis of our fractured truth challenge times. Now, full disclosure, I've always been a real fan of Kakatani's criticism over the years, an opinion that I know is not shared by everyone in my industry. And I've seen some, some clips of what the book is about, but still, I'm not even sure what she's going to end up putting in this book here. So all I know is that I really want to read 
read it. Uh, and I think probably a lot of people in our industry will as well. Facebook co-founder Chris Hughes has a book out from St. Martin's in February called Fair Shot, Rethinking Inequality and How We Earn. And it's one of a number of books this season, really surprised me, that argues for what's known as a universal basic income. In a nutshell, that's a movement that espouses that the government should just give people money, no strings attached. And in his book, Hughes argues that the wealthy should actually pay their fortune forward in a similar way. Just give people money, no strings attached. And I'm here to say, haven't read the book, but sign me up. Two books I'm also looking forward to on the Russia front, uh, From Cold War to Hot Peace, Inside the Story of Russia and America by U.S. former U.S. Ambassador to Russia, Michael McFall. Uh, that's out from Houghton Mifflin Harcourt in May. And The Russian Connection, the inside story of how Vladimir Putin attacked the U.S. election and shaped the Trump presidency. And that's by investigative reporters Michael Isakoff and David Korn. That's out from Hachette 12 in March. On the more process and political-oriented side, uh, National Review senior editor Jonah Goldberg has a book out in April from Crown that sounds like it's going to be a pretty strong rebuke to the politics of Steve Bannon. It's called The Suicide of the West, How the Rebirth of Populism, Nationalism, and Identity Politics is Destroying the American Democracy. And uh, longtime Washington insider Lanny Davis has a book coming out on the unmaking of the president 2016, the case against FBI Director James Comey and how he cost Hillary Clinton the presidency, which we're absolutely still talking about and are probably going to be talking about well into 2018. And as the title might suggest, Davis says there's one determining factor that threw the election to Trump. And that was James Comey's October 28 letter to Congress. Uh, there's plenty more, not only on my politics list, but also in all 20 categories. So if you are looking for a sneak peek as to what you're going to be reading in 2018, at least the first part of 2018, you can check out the listings on PW's website on Monday or, of course, in Monday's print issue of Publishers Weekly. Well, we are intrigued already here at Beyond the Book, Andrew, I have to say. And, you know, if publishers were worried that too much politics was going to be bad for their business, that seems like it's turning out quite the opposite. Uh, plenty of politics and plenty of books that sound very good to uh, have on your bookshelf. So when Beyond the Book returns with Publishers Weekly's Andrew Albanese, why a retirement in Congress may mean the end of chances for copyright reform. I'm Christopher Keneally. Publishers Weekly Radio has the very best in book talk directly from New York City, the heart of the book publishing world. I'm Mark Rotella, Senior Editor at Publishers Weekly. And I'm Rose Fox. I'm a Senior Reviews Editor at Publishers Weekly. Join us every Friday for a full hour of exciting author interviews, best-selling books, and expert reports on the nuts and bolts of publishing. Every week, we make sure that you have the inside story of your favorite story. Take a listen at PublishersWeekly.com slash PWRadio. I'm Christopher Keneally for Beyond the Book with Andrew Albanese of Publishers Weekly. It's Friday, December 8th, 2017, and we are looking at the latest news of concern to publishing publishers and their readers. U.S. Representative John Conyers, a Democrat from Detroit who has served for over a half century and been identified with historic civil rights legislation, has announced his retirement in the wake of allegations of sexual misconduct. That's disturbing for all of the obvious reasons, Andrew, but you argue it's also a problem for the publishing community. Tell us why. Sure. So I, obviously, first things first, it's, it's a really 
terrible ending to a remarkable career. And in terms of the accusations against Conyers and the current wave of sexual harassment charges, there's really not much to say except get out of the way. This is a historic moment in our culture, and it's going to be uncomfortable for some, but I think it's fantastic nevertheless, and I expect to see a lot of books on the future politics announcement list on this subject. And my real hope is that this leads to a rapid shift to more women in leadership positions, because this kind of behavior was enabled by a boys club, right? You know, it was the subject um, that the CEO of the Copyright Clearance Center, Tracy Armstrong, spoke eloquently about on a panel at this year's Frankfurt Book Fair. So personally, I think the moment of truth lies not so much in the wave of resignations like we're seeing from John Conyers and and other politicians, Al Franken this week as well, but in what comes next, the next generation of leaders. Now back to Conyers and why it matters to the publishing industry. uh, The congressman has been a staunch supporter of the publishing industry's copyright efforts. Uh, In 2009, for example, he introduced a bill backed by the AAP uh, that sought to reverse the National Institute of Health requirement, the research that was publicly funded must be made publicly available within a year. That bill, of course, failed. But Conyers was also the ranking member on the House Judiciary Committee, and along with Bob Goodlatte, was part of this massive copyright review that kicked off in 2013. And that had something like 20 hearings and hundreds of witnesses and testimony, including a roadshow that went to various cities to conduct hearings. Well, that review uh, effort has not really yielded any results, except for one policy paper released a year ago on the future of the Copyright Office, and one bill that would really do nothing more than make the Register of Copyrights a presidential appointee. Uh, You know, because our politics are working so well these days and our current president is picking such winners, right? Anyway, so after the elections in Virginia, Bob Goodlatte announced that he's retiring at the end of the year. And now John Conyers has been turfed out. So that means that the two men behind this massive copyright review and two of the biggest supporters of publishers are not going to be around to support the policy proposals that might actually come from this massive review that they held. Uh, And of course, neither is really the true architect of that effort. That architect really was Maria Polante, who was the former Register of Copyrights, who was forced out of that job last October. Now, most people weren't really expecting much to come from this effort in the first place, but it's fair to say that the loss of Goodlot and Conyers, on top of Polante uh, leaving the Copyright Office, she's now the CEO of uh, the Association of American Publishers, that essentially means that we can expect little of anything of substance, at least, to come from this review going forward, uh, especially given that the pace of technology means that these digital copyright issues seem to have a limited shelf life anyway. So, of course, other politicians can step up and take the place of Goodlot and Conyers. That's still a possibility. But I think it's fair to say at this point that uh, the vision that Maria Palante had for the next great copyright act, which was what inspired this copyright review by Goodlot and Conyers, well, that looks to be history. And with that, our program for today is also history. Andrew Albanese, Publishers Weekly Senior Writer, thanks for joining me today on CCC's Beyond the Book. My pleasure, as always. Coming next on Beyond the Book, our insatiable hunger for content naturally opposes any limits to access, whether they are technological or legal. Mark Seeley, General Counsel at Elsevier, has reflected on the conflict between technology and copyright. He rejects the notion that it is an inevitable one. There is huge value in the curation and the discovery of important information, and that there's a bit of a gap in terms of how that is then turned into a commercial model. Uh, And those uh, players in the industry that are responsible and mature will think about these issues and will try to come up with 
good solutions. So what we do see is the beginning of some uh, movement and some uh, decisions by organizations like Google, for example, to be more responsible, to be more mature, to support, uh, for example, journalism in the context of uh, the news media issues. A middle path toward a pro-digital and pro-copyright world, next on Beyond the Book. Beyond the Book is produced by Copyright Clearance Center, a global leader in content management, discovery, and document delivery solutions. Through its relationships with those who use and create content, CCC and its subsidiaries RightsDirect and Nexus drive market-based solutions that accelerate knowledge, power publishing, and advance copyright. Beyond the Book co-producer and recording engineer is Jeremy Brisky of Burst Marketing. I'm Christopher Keneally. Join us again soon on Beyond the Book. 